Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. The following program is sponsored by Cleveland Right to Life and is responsible for its content. Welcome to From the Median, a daily report from the front line of the pro-life movement, discussing two worldviews that are driving our culture in opposite directions. From the Median asks, which side of the road are you on? What direction do you want our culture to go? Tune in as we plan the route that takes us back to the culture of life. And now your host, Molly Smith. Good evening and welcome to From the Median, where we are concerned with the middle ground, not just to understand both sides of an argument, but also to awaken the consciences of those who are neutral or indifferent to this, the greatest civil rights movement of all times, the pro-life movement. Listeners, as always, thank you for joining us again. It is such a pleasure to have you with us and such a pleasure to have our next guest on the show. He's been with us several times. I just love talking to him because he's got so much information to give all of us and to keep us informed as to what is going on around the world promoted by the diabolical one. And that's the only way I can say because he talks a lot about the human human condition, human population, what's being done to to actually to lessen people to end lives it's just it's an incredible an incredible thing that's happening to our world right now when we look at this population control movement it is actually quite scary but never never so much when we have Brian Klaus with us Brian Klaus is with Human Life International's director of research and training and he is here with us to talk to us about this exact same thing the World Health Organization is on a mission to end humanity. That's the title that he recently put out in, in a Human Life International article. And when I read it, I thought, oh my goodness, we've got to get Brian on the show. So Brian, thank you so much for joining us. It's been, we've had a little bit of a challenge, but we got through it and you are here now. So <laughs> welcome. Yes, I am. I'm glad to be here. But when you speak of the diabolical one, are you talking about Joe Biden or Bill Gates? <laughs> <laughs> Probably both. Well, I, the diabolical one can come in any shape you form you like. So. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, no, you know, the diabolical one is always available to any of us if we let him in. So, you know, oh, yes. if, if people let him in, that's that's uh, that's what we have to deal with. And then we have to deal with the consequences, which is what we're dealing with right now. So tell us oh, a little yes. bit about this. Human Life International has got such an incredibly positive reputation for uncovering and showing us what's going on around the world. This particular sort of deep dive that you have been taking, Brian, has been to do with the World Health Organization. Tell us a little bit about what's going on there. Well, uh, how we find the truth is by going to these countries. Uh, you can read what's in the paper, but uh, all of the horrible things that are happening, and I've seen so many horrible things happening, especially in Africa, the uh, lamestream media, as I call them, cover it up. They're not going to talk about it. You have to actually go there to get the information and then spread that information. For one example, it was in a little town in Uganda uh, some years ago, and there was an abortion clinic there doing illegal abortions, Marie Stopes International. And uh, they were giving shots for 
you know, injections, anti-malarial injections. And I knew there wasn't such a thing in that area. It turns out that they are uh, shooting up these women of birth control hormones, telling them that it's uh, a preventative for malaria, a very deadly and horrible disease. And I could go on for several hours uh, about the population control abuses all over the world. But today we're talking about uh, the World Health Organization and sort of the major agencies of the United Nations. And uh, their budget is about, well, a little more than $4 billion a year. Wow. And what they're doing here in their latest bulletin, which is called Advancing the Sexual in Sexual and Reproductive Health and Rights, a Global Health, Gender Equality, and Human Rights Imperative. That's the name of the document we're talking about. And I would really appreciate it if these people would put out a bulletin that's not an entire paragraph long. But uh, the core sentence, two sentences in this, is sexual health even impacts environmental sustainability. Slowing unsustainable population growth by investing in family planning and education reduces pressures on natural resources and helps to break cycles of poverty. So this is right there in this new 2024 document of theirs released on the first day of this year. And so we get to the truth here. The purpose of the World Health Organization is not to make people healthier, but to make less people. Mm -hmm. And this is what all of their... Uh, efforts are going towards. For example, uh, it's said that about, let's say, 66,000 people or women die of unsafe abortions every single year. Now, that's a very suspect number, which is uh, made on all, uh, found in all kinds of faulty statistical models. So you got 66,000 lives there, supposedly being lost because of unsafe abortion. But who says safe water could prevent 1,400,000 lives from being lost, especially in Africa? So there's a ratio of 21 people dying of disease caused by contaminated drinking water for every woman who dies of illegal abortion. But where's the emphasis of the World Health Organization? It's on abortion. Yeah. And they don't really seem to care about the 300 million Africans who still don't have safe drinking water. Unbelievable, unbelievable. You know, the, the, the interesting thing about that, that I'm, you know, that I see with the World Health Organization, and you point this out very, very clearly in, in this article from the, um, Human Life International, is the fact that the whole focus of the World Health Organization has shifted completely away from health. It's gone into an agenda that that is pushing this whole you know uh, bottom uh, top down type of uh, 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 structure throughout the whole world and and you know one of the things that one of the articles one of the pieces that you sent to me in in preparation for this particular discussion that we're having is is you say the world health or who it is no longer connected with medical reality it is all in on transgenderism even saying that men can and should have abortions what yes, are you yes. talking about <laughs> what well, there's a, there's a couple of things of interest here. <laughs> a couple of things of interest here is the current Director General Tedros Ghebreyesus is a former a high member of Ethiopia's Marxist government. So he's a Marxist all out. 
he's going to be pushing things like transgenderism because the number one effort of the World Health Organization is to reduce population, population, especially yep. in developing countries. Yep. So anything that can reduce the population, they go for that. Mm-hmm. And this goes back to uh, a 1969 articles by Bernard Berelson of the Population Council called Beyond Family Planning. And all those years ago, 60 years ago, almost 60 years ago, uh, all the leading family planners and population suppression experts were talking about openly legalizing abortion worldwide, uh, widespread homosexuality. They wanted to promote homosexuality because it cuts down on the population. Licensing parents, a eugenics measure that anybody who didn't have a certain IQ gets sterilized. Sterilizing all schoolgirls temporarily. Mandatory permanent sterilization for men and women with three children. And so the most interesting one was they were studying the possibility of putting birth control agents in the water supplies of the cities. And this is said straight out in studies and family planning. And most of this carried forward to the 1974 National Security Study Memoranda 200, which is an outline of the United States population policy, a 50-year-old document. And uh, this has not been altered in any way, even though we asked the Bush administration to do so. That's still the official uh Population Policy of the United States, NSSM 200. You can look it up online. It's everywhere. Wow. Wow. One of the things that um, – tell us a little bit about this um, Global Declaration on Abortion. The whole – it seems to be that so much that is coming out of WHO right now, World Health Organization, is focused on um, firstly, number one, complete control of the world. Any decisions we make, there's going to be controlled through the World Health Organization. We saw this happen up close and personal during the COVID-19 um, debacle that went on. Yeah, we, yes. we saw what the World Health Organization did and can do and is able without any Problem whatsoever to do, they can they can decide what the what the genres you know what what the what the pro what the uh, propaganda is going to be. They can give you the slogans. They can oh, do yeah. it, and the whole oh, world yeah. just accepts it. Boom, because it's the World Health Organization. We've got to start supporting people like. Human Life International, who were pushing back and shoving back against against this kind of thing. There's lots of there are a lot of good people that organizations and governments out there that are saying, I don't think so. I don't think we're going to get involved in this lot. But they did in 2019. They did this, um, and that's not that long ago. That's four, five years ago, four years ago, five years ago. Yes. You know, declaration, global declaration on abortion. What? Yeah, Nairobi summit. Yeah, well, they they partnered. With more than 200, they have a, if you look that up online, they have more than 200 organizations or non-governmental organizations they're working with on this. That includes the Center for Reproductive Rights, uh, Marie Stopes International. Uh, can I just ask a question before you go on, you know, with what the purpose was? Was National Right to Life from United States involved in that as well? No, uh, this is one of the annoying things about World Health Organization and all of the United Nations. They only consult with people who agree with them. And we've seen time and again, even with Human Life International, that their big conferences they have, uh, 
in New York City and all over the world, they aggressively try to exclude anybody who's a dissenting voice. And uh, since they are run with Marxists, by Marxists, then you, or some not officially in many cases, but with the World Health Organization official card-carrying Marxists, that's one of their tactics, mm -hmm. to shut down all opposing voices. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Now, this uh, Nairobi summit, they say uh, abortion has to be uh, completely legalized all over the world by eliminating all laws and policy. It says that uh, it's got to be legal throughout all nine months of pregnancy for any reason or no reason at all. Then we have to have comprehensive sex education for all the children. Uh, medical abortion has to be free for everybody and talks about transgender men who become pregnant and on and on and on. There's only one way to kill a beast like this, and that's to cut off its funding. Mm -hmm. And that's something we have to do to say... Well, you know, you're completely corrupted. You've gotten way away from your uh, primary and original mission. You've been entirely uh, corrupted by Marxists here. We're just going to cut you off. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and we were, you know, there have been times when we've been able to do that. And the United States, of course, has, you know, pumps a lot of money into the into the United Nations. So we do need to start pushing that kind of an idea and 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 pressuring our legislature, uh, legislators uh, uh, federally, that to, to to cut this funding completely, cut it, and you know, oh, yeah, yeah, and and, yeah. and then look at people who who are we. Electing, are we electing people that will honor and and um, you know be be strong in in their protection of human life? Because without that, there's nothing else. There is nothing else if we don't have that protection. They talk endlessly about diversity. How much we, you know, diversity is our strength. You know, diversity is really their god. But then you look at what they're doing around the world, and especially in Africa, the Caribbean, Asia, Latin America, they're the biggest destroyers of diversity that they're on the entire world. Because what they're doing is they're not occupying land anymore. They're occupying people's minds. Colonization of the mind is what they're doing. They're trying to make all of these people think like Europeans or North Americans. And so we're going to have less and less children. We're getting more interested in things, in possessions, mm -hmm. and less in the family, less in faith, and less in children. And the results are quite evident and disastrous. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, one of the things that I, that I, and I want to ask you a couple of these organizations, and folks, if I can, I'm going to get some of these links up on our website on fromthemedian.org so that you can go there and look for yourself because I think it's very important that we know all about this. Or, and I will also put a link to uh, this article on this news article um, on the website as well, which, which will take you to Human Life International's website. But you mentioned in, in, in the preliminary information that you sent me, Brian, and of course I'm talking to Brian Klaus. He is the Director of Research and uh, uh Training. training, training. I'm looking at over here to see what, what exactly it is that you are. You, you, you're a, you're a man of many, many faces. So that's, that's why I sometimes forget who you are. Okay. So what is the White Ribbon Alliance for Safe Motherhood? A White Ribbon Alliance, uh, uh strives to, uh, set up White Ribbon Alliances in each country. And they become centers for the agitation for abortion, whether it's illegal or legal. And one of their tricks is they use manual vacuum aspiration machines. They say we need to 
you know, first they promote illegal abortions, okay, to start out. And then a lot of women get injured, and so they say, okay, let's bring in these manual vacuum aspiration or MVA machines to help complete these abortions so these women don't die. But, uh, of course, they know that the MVA machines can be used for abortions themselves in the first place. Absolutely. And so you see in a country, a pro-life African country, or perhaps a place like the Philippines, they bring in these machines and of course, the abortionists immediately start using them for abortions, not just cleaning up failed illegal abortions. Yeah, unbelievable. This is the deception that goes on with this is unbelievable. It really, it really is. Um, the other thing that I was very um, disturbed about um, is in the article that, that that sort of caught my attention here. Which again, I'm going to give it to everybody. It's called the World, World Health the World Health Organization on a Mission to End Humanity. But it talks about um, and Father Father. Um, um, Bukese also talks about this here. He talks about the fact that these these groups in the, in the United Nations in and in the World Health Organization are talking about decriminalizing, um, repealing law, re- repealing laws that criminalize homosexual homosexuality, sex works, and and anything to do with HIV. HIV. So when we, yes, when, yes. I mean, this is HIV kills people. But they want well, to it's decrim- not only that, oh my gosh. It, it would decriminalize deliberately giving people HIV. This is what they say right in the documents. So uh, if you're somebody who has, uh, doesn't care about anyone else but yourself and you, you have HIV, uh, they don't care if you got and deliberately infect as, much, as many women as you possibly can with HIV. That will be decriminalized. Wow. Wow, you know, and and I guess that they really are going all out on this because there's um, the the World Health Organization, who is a, is a member of an organization that's called AIDS Vaccine Advocacy Coalition, which and, and I'm reading straight from the document here, which is also completely dedicated to the idea that condemns and can stop the spread of of HIV, a strategy a strategy which has been disproven and which has cost millions of lives. Unbelievable. Absolutely. Yes, but I did a study a few years ago about the number of condoms that are used in a country in Africa uh, against the adult HIV infection rate. And it's almost a completely straight line, a perfect curve, a very slightly angled curve. We see very little HIV in the north, north of the Sahara, because they're all Muslim countries. They take their faith seriously. They ban condoms. They don't use condoms. So we have about a 1 in 2,500 adult HIV infection rate. But then you have South Africa, Lesotho, and now what's called Eswati, those two little countries that are mostly encompassed by South Africa, Namibia, and a couple of other countries where they push condoms relentlessly. And at one point, they had a one in three, that's 33% HIV infection rate among adults. So it shows you that the more condoms you use, which have a 6% failure rate, the more HIV you're going to have because people believe the billboards. I have taken photos of about 25 different billboards all around the southern part of Africa, all pushing condoms, and they never mention that condoms break, tear, or slip off 6% of the time. In fact, the billboards say, if you use condoms, you'll be safe. 
and people believe this stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then you see them later in a doctor's office and say, I use condoms every single time, but I have HIV. You know what happens? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is so sad. This is absolutely tragic. It's, it's unbelievable. Let's, I, I, I don't want to, I want to leave people with some hope here. And I know that I can do this through Human Life International because one of the amazing things that you do, and you, you know, you are the director of research and training is that, um, Human Life International goes all over the world and trains the local people to be able to push back. Tell us a little bit about that. Oh, yes. Uh, we don't have a high, medium, low type of strategy, although we do try to organize marches sometimes and also talk to the parliamentarians. But what we do is we go and give a two- to five-day training program to the middle managers, such as the priests and the seminarians, the doctors and the nurses, the principals and the teachers, people who will affect thousands of other people during their lifetimes. Because out there, so many people say, you know, uh, I'm unsure what to do because I, I can't find any information anywhere. So that's what we give them, information. Not only that, but sometimes we give them computers and always we give them thumb drives with all the information they need on the, uh, the bad groups that are in their country and how to talk about abortion, how to debate abortion, homosexuality as transgenderism, a human right, you know, everything you need to know, simple uh, articles written to be able to answer all of these questions. And the underlying principle of it all is that all of the Catholic Church's teachings on sexual morality are supported by science. So we have both science and faith on our side, and the opposition, the culture of death, has nothing. Yeah, yeah. It's... We will win. You know, folks, just remember this. We will win because at the end of the oh, day... Oh, yeah, I've read the book. Yeah. I've read the book. <laughs> we will. I just, you know, every time I'm getting just full of despair, it's like, nope, just go back there and do my one-year Bible. I do a one-year Bible, so it's reading, you know, Old Testament, New Testament, uh, uh, you know, Psalms and Proverbs. And and it's so, it's the most incredibly joyful book because, yes, you see all the tra- terrible things that, that happened in the past and, you know, that Jesus oh, got yeah. and that God got us out of or, or let us get into or whatever it will. I mean, we are living in Sodom and Gomorrah right now for sure, you know. And I remember when I was a little girl learning all of this stuff, Brian, I thought, oh, oh yeah. there's no way that the people actually acted like that. <laughs> Excuse me, but they do. They're acting like that right now. So it's like, oh, yeah. oh, oh my gosh. The way we're going is said that God's going to have to apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah. <laughs> <laughs> so true. That is so true. Unbelievable what we're doing. You also have, um, you have all kinds of things. You had to let me double check my time here. Yes, and we've got a quick time. You do a, a chastity um, a, approach as well. How does that go over in, in, in third world countries? It goes over very well because uh, we give them the what me worry uh, pitch, which is uh, here are all the things you have to worry about if you're young and you're involved in sexual activity. You have to worry about if people are going to find out, uh, the loss of your reputation, uh, where am I going to get good contraceptives because they're expensive and condoms fail a lot, and if they fail, where am I going to get an illegal abortion? And we tell the young people, you don't have to worry about all this stuff mm-hmm. if you clear your mind 
and keep with God's plan, which is uh, abstaining from sex before and faithfulness after marriage. Very simple. And this is a this is a, a message that very strongly resonates, especially with the young ladies. And I find it amusing that after the talk, always as a young man or a couple of young men who come up and say, so what do I do? How do I stop? You know, how do I stop the, these urges and stuff like that? Yeah. And so I tell them, you know, uh, study the situation and pray. Yeah. And uh, you'll have a, a much better life in the long run. Absolutely. Absolutely. We have been talking to Brian Klaus, who is the Human Life International Research and Training Director. And I am going to get him back because I've actually just been skimming through the, all the stuff that he sent me. And I think we need to get you back and just do a little, do, do one or two more programs on this, Brian, because it's, it's fascinating. And so we so absolutely need to spread this word around there. Thank you so much oh, for yeah. all you do. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Okay. God bless you lots. Bye-bye. Don't go anywhere. I will be back with you right after this very short break with another world-class inspiring guest. 